This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. I mean, I don't even know these kids. I just go to the party. You stay in the line. You show get, up. People give you cake. They think you're just one of those weird kids from school's parents. You just show, <laughs> which one's yours? None. I'm just here for the cake. Oh, God, we're waterboarding the cake. Because <laughs> the bag's now wet. You can't breathe through wet fabric. Are they special dog cakes? Yeah, they're made of like. Thank you, White America. Food. Because of White America, this exists. You fucking assholes. There's an actual industry that makes cakes for dogs. Damn it, white people. Sorry about my shit intro. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. Okay, so in my life, I've owned a lot of dogs. When I was around four years old, my dad got me this Labrador Retriever that I loved for all of about 15 minutes before he realized that maybe getting this dog wasn't such a good idea. And that tends to be pretty easy to realize when you and your kid are crashing with your mom and dad at their house, and you didn't ask permission before you just showed up with a puppy. Now, years later, I found out that dad had just given that dog away, but for whatever reason at the time, he decided he needed to tell me a story that the dog had gotten out of our yard and got shot by one of our neighbors with a bow and arrow. When you're a four-year-old kid, that shit is traumatic, but no matter, I was hooked. Just a little bit of time I had with that dog, I knew I loved dogs. Now, that Labrador that dad convinced me got shot went to a good home, but over the years, we had tons of other dogs. There was Lady and Bear, the Pitbull mix and German Shepherd mix that my dad got and told us all he loved these dogs and he couldn't wait to get them to our yard. And then he proceeded to put them in our yard on two huge chains that I had to untangle every single day. Seriously, these chains were so big that my dad told me, you can pull an engine out of a car with them, Shane. If they weren't that strong, they just break them damn chains. And I would ask him all the time why they had to be on these big ass chains every time I'd have to go out there and untangle them. It also felt kind of shitty to be 12 years old and have two dogs that just wanted to play with you every time they saw you, but they were tethered by these thick-ass metal chains on their necks because your dad didn't understand dogs. Something always seemed off to me about having dogs in the yard on chains, but that's just the way we did it, and everybody we knew did it that way, so I thought it was normal. But I just knew that if I ever got my own dog, he or she would never be on a chain or never in a cage or anything like that. But I put my dreams of owning a dog on hold for years because after I left home, I had to live in apartments as most young kids who are starting out do. And I resigned myself to the fact that it would be years before I'd be willing to try the dog thing again. Until one day, my roommate Paul pages me with a 911. Now, if you grew up in the 90s, you know, pager codes were text messaging before that shit even existed. And if you got a 911, that shit was serious. So I rushed to a phone in a friend of mine's house and I said, what's up, man? Is everything okay at our place? Is something on fire? What's going on? And Paul sounds like he's just ordering a cup of coffee when he says, Hey man, my mom's got a friend with this chihuahua that needs a home and he's going to the pound and they're going to put him down if we don't get him. So I think I'm going to get him and bring him to the house. What do you think? You think we should take him? And he's got all this excitement in his voice, but I knew better. No, Paul, we live in an apartment. Getting a dog is a full-time job that as two wild and crazy single guys, we do not have time for. Oh man, you're just being crazy. He's already house trained. He's a great dog. I've met him before, man. He's badass. We ain't going to have any problems with him. Paul, let me be clear. Do not get the dog. 
And I said it in a way that I just was trying to convey the fact that my name is on the fucking lease. Please don't bring a dog into this house. And I considered the matter completely closed until I got home that night. When I show up in the house, I turn my key in the lock. There's a little brown chihuahua named Chico running around my apartment, jumping up and down on my couches and shit. And as soon as I see him, I'm like, Paul, what fucking part of Don't Get the Dog did you miss? He didn't even miss a beat. Oh man, he was going to the pound, so I had to take him and look at him. He's cute as hell, man. Everybody loves him. There's like three other people in the apartment, and a couple of them were girls. And I noticed that Chico seems to love the girls. He's all up on them. He's snuggling with them and hanging out with them. Chico was a ladies' man. And as a single guy, you're looking for any advantage you can get. And I'm thinking, we could turn this into our favor. But I think back to all those times that I had to untangle those goddamn dog chains. I think of seeing my dog sitting outside in the heat dragging thick-ass heavy chains while we were in the air conditioning. I thought back to the dad that my dad told me got shot that he just ended up giving away. And I summoned Paul back to my room. And I'm doing everything I can to suppress this rage that's welling up inside of me. Because he basically just ignored me and I look him in his eye and I say, This is your dog. I'm not taking him out. I'm not feeding him. I'm not cleaning up after him. Chico is your dog. You got it? And Paul nods his head and says, man, you're just being crazy. He's going to be awesome. But I knew this was a bad idea. So this was on a Sunday. And on the following Tuesday, we've fallen into a new routine. Paul gets up, takes his little canine refugee out to pee, feeds him, waters him, and then we bid the dog adieu and head off to work. Now, Paul worked with me. We were in a band together. We lived together. We might as well have been fucking married, but on days we had practice, that meant that we wouldn't be home until roughly 10 o'clock at night. And as we're getting in the car, I look over at Paul and say, are you sure your dog's going to be okay? Knowing we're basically leaving this dog to his own devices like a third roommate in our house. But making sure to stress to Paul, is your dog going to be okay? Dude, what part of housebroken don't you get? He'll be fine. So we shuffle off to work for eight hours at a telemarketing job and sit there and plot ways we can blow up the building because telemarketing blows. But the whole time I'm wondering about Chico. What's he doing? Has he destroyed the furniture? Am I being too cautious? Is it actually going to be awesome to have a dog? Then after work, we drive to band practice, and I'm still thinking about Chico, but I'm starting to convince myself that if Paul says he's housebroken, he probably is, and I'm just stressing out over nothing. And as we're leaving practice, we start talking about the newest addition to our little apartment family, and I tell Paul, you know, maybe I am being crazy, man. Maybe Chico's going to be just fine. I've just been burned before, and I don't want to be shitty to this dog, man. I want to be great dog owners. And we rode most of the way home thinking it might be kind of awesome to have a dog around our place. And he was already getting more chicks to come over so they could see him. So it felt like this might be a win-win. Maybe it wasn't such a bad idea. And that feeling lasted all the way up until I turned my key into our lock. And that's when the stench of piss and Chico poop hit us in the face like somebody had just punched us. And then we saw the full bag of trash that Chico had apparently tipped over the trash can, ripped up the bag, and then proceeded to have a trash party in the living room, the hallway, the bathroom, Paul's room. And as I'm sitting there staring at all this trash, teetering on the brink of a great vengeance and furious anger kind of a moment, I calm myself down by looking over at my roommate and saying, well, I told you, he's your dog. And without another word, I walked down the hallway, closed my door, and I let Paul worry about his dog. Hey guys, welcome back to a show that remembers when you got a 911 page, that was some serious shit and you needed to stop and find a payphone immediately. Or as we like to call it, now that I'm older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online, go to nowthatimolder.com or also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. 
And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. Potter and Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Not So True Crime Podcast, the Recon Cinemation Podcast, and the Parental Consent Podcast. And this week on episode 184, we discuss dog birthdays and how Kenny gives me tons and tons of shit about my dogs having a birthday party complete with cake, and I honestly don't care. Seriously, if anybody out there does this too, please let us know. Then later on, we discuss a scary cat bath incident and one of my dogs that love to fucking run away. So check it out. We'll be right back. It's showtime. Dear listeners, we have come to a crossroads. (laughs) Shane has done the widest thing he has ever done in our entire friendship. I don't this know that this is the whitest thing that I've ever done. I do. I Hand up here over here. I do. I definitely know this is the whitest shit you've ever done. How do you know that it's... I mean, there could be plenty of people out there right now just like me. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Be. Ladies and gentlemen. This motherfucker bought his dogs a birthday cake. Well, I didn't buy them one big birthday cake. Okay, it's cake. not just white. There are it's it's predominantly white. It's a very strongly white. Hold but on. it's also big, beautiful black women. I didn't just same category. I didn't buy like one big birthday cake for four. That'd be silly. No, you bought four birthday cakes. I bought four individual. I didn't birthday have to cakes. ask. I knew because he wanted to be fair for the dogs. And I had to make sure they were all the same color so they didn't have any arguments about See? it. See, uh-huh. yeah. and and then the person behind the counter went, you know, dogs are colorblind. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh yeah. He really thought they were going to have a disagreement over the shit. Well, I remember when I was growing up. Are they special mom- dog cakes? Yeah, they're made of like. Thank you, White America. Food. Because of White America, this exists. You fucking assholes. There's an actual industry that makes cakes for dogs. Damn it, white people. Why don't you love your cat as much as I love my dogs? That's if I a brought question. my cat a birthday cake, he'd be like, "Why the fuck did you buy me a I birthday cake?" I don't think cake? your cat would. Why have didn't you that buy opinion? me like a birthday mouse? I don't think your cat would have that opinion. He'd probably well, rather have like some nice cat food. <laughs> my dogs have been busy recently. Besides the whole birthday cake thing, one of the things that they've done is they wear uh, hats. Um. I don't want to talk about the hats. Uh-huh, they were hats. Keep in mind, folks, that this motherfucker makes his own dog food for his dogs. I might make my own dog food. It might be an all-day process where I sit and can dog food for them into little yeah. glass jars. Uh, White but, America! Dude, it's so much fucking cheaper. <laughs> Let me just tell you guys, who if you're listening to the show and you have more than one dog and you're constantly having to go out and buy fucking dog food and shit like that, dog food is expensive as dog shit unless you feed them garbage. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. How long does it take you to buy that dog food? What do you mean to buy what dog food? How long does it take you to make a trip to the store to buy dog food? 20 minutes. Okay, so not even consequential, correct? Right. Okay, inconsequential number. How much do you make an hour? I don't know how much you make an hour. I, we're not talking about this, Kenny. Okay. How much time does it take you to can the dog food? <laughs> it takes me a little while to can the dog food. Did you say a whole day? No, well, the whole process. Do you say process... you make $100 or more a day at your job? I bet you do. I would be willing to bet. I, I make, bet you probably make closer uh, to 200 years <laughs> Probably more. somewhere in there. But so, still. So, so, time equity. It's listen, a real thing. I listen, try to teach rich people this all the time. Listen, what I'm trying to say is I don't feed my dogs garbage. And to buy the really good dog food for them that doesn't have garbage in it, it costs like $3 a can. I do say that, by, that buying the expensive dog food, I do understand. I buy the expensive cat food. Exactly. I only buy items. But if you could make – and that's that's a good cat and I food. Have, and I have my cat on a cycle. 
What like kind of cycle? One, one, one bag will be the dental health bag. The other will be indoor indigestion because he's an indoor cat. Right. And then the other one is healthy adult. So I cycle him so he's getting a nice balance of all the different nutrient blends. And the, the dental ones have little things on them that are supposed to clean their teeth. See, we've got one dog food that has the worst breath I've ever smelled in my entire life. And we buy him the dental bones and shit like that. We're to the point now where we're going to have to take go get his teeth cleaned. I was going to say, it sounds like he has probably, if he's the only one and they eat the same food, yeah, it's, it's he's probably something. got gingivitis. Yeah. Well, Dogs get that. Um, so I, do cats. I, I take my cat to get his teeth cleaned. I feel like he should shut his mouth and learn to brush his teeth, though. So that's how I feel have about it. Have you tried to brush his teeth? <laughs> he doesn't have thumbs. It's your job, not his. Um, he I should, brush Jack's teeth. He should shut his mouth and learn to brush I have his an teeth. old toothbrush, and Jack hates it, but I'm a, I don't care. He's a cat. I don't <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's his teeth, when his breath gets bad, he gets his teeth brushed. I don't care if he likes it or not. I don't use toothpaste. <laughs> I can only imagine you just. I can't figure out how to rinse him. <laughs> I don't have a squirter on my sink, so I'm just trying to, I'm trying to waterboard the motherfucker. Give <laughs> me one time trying to wash this cat. Oh God! It was it was it was Puffovich. General Puff. We had this. And cat he was named- the third one. The first two went smoothly. General Puffovich was this huge gray cat yeah, we had. And when I, I say I'm going to tell this story because there's more to it than what Shane's going to tell you. So. I had heard this new method. I'd washed these cats before. And Puffy was always a challenge. Right. Usually me and Nikki would wash him in the sink. The other cats I'd do in the bathtub. Go ahead and name all the cats, though. Uh, uh, Charlie Murphy. Right. Puffovich. And then we got, what was the cow cat called? Marcellus Wallace. Marcellus Wallace. Right. We got Marcellus later. But we washed the cats pretty regularly over there. Yeah, we had to keep, because they'd get nasty. They were indoor-outdoor cats. Yeah, and they'd come in dirty as shit all the time. Now, Puffy is a cool cat normally, but he really did not like baths. And when we say he didn't like baths, like, he was destructive and angry when it came to getting a bath. Like, you had to hold him down. He was not, he would not attack you per se, but if he could use your arm to climb out of that thing, he would. He would make sure that he got out of the fucking tub as fast as fucking possible. All considerations for anything except getting out of that bathtub went right out the window. (laughs) So you find a new method that you're going to use. He ruined a fucking... Uh, shower curtain once. Yeah, because he tried to climb it. He went the fuck through it. Out. Yeah. So you so, find this new yes. method. So my grandmother tells me that she's got this way she washes her cats, and it's great. Quick pause. Kenny's grandmother is a, a well-off woman who's been well-off for quite a while, but she grew up poor as dog shit. And, she and she's has, stuck in that mentality. And she has these things, like Kenny's told the stories before, of burning trash in their, um, <laughs> inside their fucking yeah, chimney despite being or well, inside their fireplace. If I had had her money, I would be taking my cat to get groomed. Right. But she <laughs> will fucking wash her cats. She burns. She used to burn trash in the... Rather uh, than pay for trash service. Because it was, it was a so goddamn... So we're not talking some of the trash. No. All the trash <laughs> that they had... All it was the, either composted or burned in the fireplace. So imagine all the styrofoam, you know, all, of all that shit just burning in the house. It used house. to be a black streak that ran right down the, the beautiful pink brick. It's not pink, but it's like a sand-colored brick, like an Italian look yeah, to it. Yeah, Except King- for the fireplace. It was just a big-ass black streak. We used to all look at it and be like, big-ass black streak. <laughs> so <laughs> toxicity right there. So his grandmother, who has this poor mentality, tells Kenny about this yeah. great cat And, and I'll be honest technique. with you. It sounded great, and it worked great on the first cat. Charlie Murphy? great with this method charlie murphy was a cat who had the mentality of a mental patient um she was just the craziest cat but there were certain things about her that she was just fine with getting a bath she She was was pretty cool so the method was you put the cat in a bag (laughs) 
of a pillowcase or a burlap bag. Isn't this how you drown puppies? Isn't this like how no, they try to drown? No, it's usually finished. It just sounds like it if you don't finish the story. He's trying you, to drown the cats. And you, and you tie it around their neck to where their head's out. <laughs> it sounds like torture, dude. That's what I got. <laughs> torture is washing puppies in the first place, okay? So then you hold them by their head because you're supposed to, most cats, when you hold them by the chin and they know they're not going to drown, that will significantly calm them down. This had no effect on Puffy. <laughs> Puffy had a, a, and a primal out, fear of the water. He, he was an indoor-outdoor cat, so he was equipped to defend himself. <laughs> we didn't get him declawed because we lived in an area that we knew shit was going to be out there, and he needed to defend himself. And he would use those claws anytime and, he felt and necessary. And for whatever reason, indoor-outdoor cats tend not to tear up furniture. No, he didn't tear up anything. He didn't scratch. They don't feel that shit. need that indoor cats do. Well, they can go outside and fucking scratch on a tree if they need to. Right, and a tree's going to be better anyway. So, they got Puffy. Everything's going okay. You got the bag, fine. You don't give a shit about the bag. He's like, you don't put me in a bag. I don't give a shit. Nobody's around. <laughs> as long as you know the person seeing us play and hanging out, that's <laughs> fine. That's the other thing about Puffy is he, if you were alone in the living room. He would sit in your lap. He would come and jump into your lap and he would love on you and he'd nuzzle you, you and start fucking making biscuits on your fucking chest and shit. He loved people. But as soon as somebody else came in the room. Oh, he got to get down immediately. Oh, and he, it was, it was almost as though he didn't want anybody else to know that he was a good cat. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted that to be a private moment between you and him. It's like, we all live here, Puffy. We all know what you do. And it's just one person. No, you don't. I only nobody, do that with you. Nobody knows about me. <laughs> That's special for us. <laughs> So I was never a part of the cat bath experience, but Kenny and Nikki were. And when we get back, we're going to hear about one of the scariest cat baths Kenny ever gave one of our cats. But first, we're going to run to a quick promo break. And when we get back, Kenny explains how a house cat can turn into the Tasmanian devil with just about three inches of water and a pillowcase. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm the Believer. I'm Cody. I'm the Skeptic. And together we are BSP, the Idiot Syncrasy Files. The podcast where two idiots discuss weird phenomena. This week we're talking about ghosts. I believe in ghosts. Why? There's too much weird stuff in the world for it to be coincidental. See, I don't, because ghosts are souls, and shirts, pants, and jock straps do not have souls. These ghosts should be naked. My jock strap has a soul. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, join us every week when we talk about cool phenomena ranging from skinwalkers to simulacra. There you go. Bye. Find us on Google Play, iTunes, and all those other podcasting places. Or visit us at www.bspodphx.com. Go on, big man. It's all about money, boys. Have you ever wished you could get extra now that I'm older? Well, now you're in luck, because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon-exclusive content with stuff just like this. Why would you have fetuses as toys? And what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything. So I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. I just, I know we're not supposed to get political on now that I'm older, but what the fuck is going on? So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, John. I'm fried. Soft mattress? Yeah, that could have been it. It could have been the soft mattress, or it could have been the midnight rape, or the 
nude gay art show that took place in my room. One of those probably added to the lack of sleep. Try one of these scones. You're going to love them. I'm a little too traumatized to have a scone. Hi, this is Brad. And this is Katie. And we're the hosts of Decomposition Podcast. I think considering the material we're working with, that language was neither shocking nor inappropriate. It's upsetting and delightful. Much like (laughs) this song. Uh, No, this is just rhyming nonsense. Yeah. Here to hyperanalyze all your favorite terrible songs. From Billy Joel to Taylor Swift. And Pitbull to Kiss. We break down what makes these songs so, so good. While they're so, so bad. This is a postmodern commentary on human existence. Mm. Billy Shakespeare did write a whole bunch of sonnets. 154 to be exact. I am not suggesting that this is a good or artistic song in any way. It's not good, but but it's it's great. great. You can find us at decompositionpodcast.simplecast.fm or subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Check out our new episodes every Monday and remember, they're not guilty pleasures if you don't feel guilty. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. So he gets so, in the bag. So I get him in the bag and his head's out and he's still like, okay, so you've got me in a bag. My head's out though. So I'm cool. And then we get to the bathroom and he's all like, you know how it starts when you start getting close to the bathroom and they start figuring it out. And he's all like, Hey, 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 let me have this bat. Hey, hey, why are we going to the bathroom? <laughs> his ears are all perked up and you can feel his tail puffing up through the bag. And you're like, Oh God, there's a different um, feeling when you take a dog into the bathroom because they all act like they're going to the gas chamber. They, Every dogs, one of them. dogs try to appeal to your sense of, 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 uh, Sympathy. Oh yeah, they 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 get you to try and take pity on them and shit. Like when you watch my dog Vader, he is sixty something pounds, like sixty two pounds, and he's the biggest bitch when he gets he's in a, the water. He's dude. scared of everything. Puffy's a wuss, but he looks scary. He's or not Puffy. Uh, Vader. Vader. Dude, Vader's a fucking wuss when it comes. Like if a stranger gets to the door and shit, Vader will make you feel as though he's going to eat you. Unless you it was a guy who was very confident and yelled at him. <laughs> Because then he'll put his tail between his God, I did something wrong. But all the dogs act as though they're going to the gas chamber. They drop their tails. They try to go dead weight on the floor. and Unless it's Piper. Piper just jumps in the fucking tub. She's like, dude, let's do this. Get it over with. I mean, she hates it, but she's like, fuck this noise. Let's go ahead and take a bath. But with the cats, as soon as you get into the the fucking room. forget about you. And they go into, how do I get out of this mess? Cats are not trying to deal with our bullshit. The dogs are still being obedient. Even if they're being bitches about it. Yeah. So even, I get him into, and we're talking, there's like, the water's not running. It's maybe three inches of water in the tub. It's not. So the whole idea of the principle was, and it worked great on the first cat, is you can wash the cat through the bag. The soap's going to go through it. Right. You just get the and, bag. And it's really, and it's really for a flea treatment. So you're really not trying to scrub dirt out of their fur. You're trying to get the flea medicine on them and kill the fleas. Right. And that works inside the bag or outside the bag. And while we're And then here, you can rinse them. Through the bag, everything's fine. While we're here in the safety of the studio, there's no water, there's no cat, there's no nothing like that. So we can talk about it calmly. But when this is going on, I'm down the hallway as Kenny's doing this, and he Again, walks in. And Nikki's on standby because this has always been a two person job to get. <laughs> like usually, we literally would hold him down in the sink and just do it. Every other cat did the bathtub, but Puffy it was easier to control in that confined environment. And you had to you had to make sure you controlled Puffy because if you didn't, you had Nikki, a, you need to hurry. I can't hold him much longer. <laughs> you had a wet, angry cat running through the house. I mean, his paw, his claws were out the whole time, and the sink. and <laughs> like his wouldn't... arms outstretched. Like you had to like. 
like maneuver him to keep him from grab anything he could grab, he would grab. Oh yeah, if he got you, a hold of your arm, he was gone, dude. He was over. You a box of detergent <laughs> for the dishwasher, whatever. It's either coming in with him or he's getting out. One of the two. So he's he's in. I'm down the hallway. I think I was playing uh, PS4 or yeah. PS3 or some so, shit like that. Hold on, you don't even, look. I was in the room. Okay, story. So we go to get Puffy into the tub. Like the moment he touches water. <laughs> This motherfucker pulls his head in the bag, <laughs> which is yes, how you drown puppies. And I'm all like, oh god, we're waterboarding the cat because <laughs> the bag's now wet. You can't breathe through wet fabric. So I'm trying to untie the top of it. He's like gone mad. <laughs> so there's a Tasmanian devil in the fucking uh, <laughs> pillow cloth or the yeah the pillow the pillowcase case, and he's just going crazy. And all of a sudden, I see his. One tear <laughs> come down the middle, and I realize it's Puffy's claw. If and you, then I see another paw, and he like rips the bag open. Like, I feel like Hulk Hogan the cat was coming at me. It, it kind of reminded me as Kenny's explaining the story because I hear this commotion going on down the hallway. I have no idea what's going on, but I hear commotion. <laughs> we did, dude. Reminded, we scattered. It reminded me as Kenny's explaining it later of like, Anytime you saw Freddy like stick his claws through yeah. something and then rip it, yeah, is what it my felt face. Like. exactly. <laughs> so these razor sharp fucking country indoor outdoor cat claws go through this pillowcase <laughs> like it's basically a, a paper plate, and, uh, and you, the cat is coming uh, fight out. Yeah, you, know you say fight your way out of a paper bag. Well, we know Puffy could do that plus some because he got it out of a pillowcase. <laughs> and a pillowcase is much tougher than a paper bag. And it kind of felt like, as Kenny's explaining me to explaining it to me, it kind of felt like when uh, Captain America rips a log in <laughs> half and shit. That's kind of what it felt like. Because Puffy comes out of the room and all I hear is, Kenny, move! Nikki, move! Oh, my God! Make way! Make way! And this cat has lost his goddamn mind. We always blocked off the cat door because we know Puffy. There's like a 50% chance he's loose. Now he's got flea medicine on him. We got to rinse him. We just threw him back in the sink. (laughs) (laughs) I still remember the the feeling of uh, Max every time... Max would get a bath. He would always, always cry. Max would cry, but the second like he turned around to get the soap or something. Out of the tub. He'd tra- just like trying to run away. Out of the tub. He would jump out of the tub. And, then, and Mac had, Max had long fucking golden hair. And as soon as he would shake, literally oh, every dude, surface in the bathroom Max, was wet as Max fuck. Max shaking when he's wet is the equivalent of a terrorist act. <laughs> dude, it, everything. <laughs> it was as though a bomb went off that smelled like dog water. Uh, and it was and he'd do it on every purpose. Max layer. was really smart. He did it on purpose to pay you back. You, you'd be in the middle of washing him. He'd be, I, I want to say, like half covered with soap. And it took like a gallon of soap to wash this dog because of yeah, all the dude, fucking hair. Like, you know how you put a little bit on your hand and it covers your whole dog? Not yeah. Max, it covers about... One hand per <laughs> His tail was a, a handful of soap. His Just his tail was a handful of soap. So you'd be in the middle of washing this dog, and he'd start shaking, and literally water is every fucking where. And then he jumps out, and if the door's open, oh, no. If then he's did, in the hallway. If you washed him with the door open, that's your own dumbass fault. Well, sometimes you would get in there, and you would think the door was closed, and then you get it. And if you're in the middle of washing him, and the door kicks open because it wasn't closed all the way because somebody like opens the front door or some shit like that, oh, no. I'm not stopping in the middle of washing him because you got to get the fucking soap on and get it rinsed off before he starts shaking. That's just what he does. But every fucking time, you'd be ne- like, you couldn't take, you couldn't give him a bath in clothes. That there you were, were so many wear times later. that if people had walked into the bathroom while I was washing Max and there was no context, it would have looked so bad. 
Because he like start to shake and I grab him. I'd like hug this dog. Like, so like, why are you hugging a dog in the shower? I'd, I'd, I'd hold him for like his, uh, the, his back and his fucking underside. I'd, I'd grab his skin. And I wouldn't pinch or anything like that, but he'd be like, no, you're not. You're not shaking on me. You're not doing this, Merrick. Or you could square him in the face real quick and he'd forget about shaking. The only thing, me and Kenny were talking about Max a second ago, and he goes, no, man, he was a really good dog. And I was like, did you forget that he would run away every fucking <laughs> no, week? He wanted freedom. Yeah, he did want freedom. And so did fucking stay prisoners. in the yard if we didn't chase him. <laughs> That's finally what we got to. We finally stopped chasing him, and he was like, well... Fuck, they this, figured it out. <laughs> it's boring now. I just kind of get out and walk around. Nobody comes to get me. I just walk around the neighborhood. This is kind of shitty overall. I don't like this at all now. Wait, this is just exercise. <laughs> the really sad part is when you get to the end with a dog like that, that used to love to run and used to love to fucking, you know, go everywhere and like be a like, neighborhood no. dog. Yeah, dude, you get halfway into a walk and Max was like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> We're home. <laughs> it's, it's not that, it's not you. It's me. I just don't want to walk anymore. And then Max becomes dead fucking weight. This dog who used to run and jump and play and be like active and shit like that would just become dead weight. And he wasn't like at death's door. He'll just or lay down like in somebody's yard. <laughs> he wasn't like at death's door. And when Max started doing this shit, he still lived for like three more years. He just did not like to go on walks anymore. He was like, if you're not going to chase me when I run. No, he'd still run away. If you're not going ch- <laughs> to chase me when I run, I'm not going to fucking walk with you anymore. Okay. You're not going to put me on a leash, sir. You're not going to leash me. That's just not going to happen. So, anyway. You bought your dog's birthday cake. <laughs> Dude, I love my dogs more than you love your cat. That's just a simple no, fact. Obviously, Penny and Piper have a birthday that just passed. They're both now two years old. And you they bought need... your dog. This is some kind of empty nest syndrome that's happening because Christopher is becoming an adult. All we're going to do is get the birthday cake. Did you even get Christopher a birthday cake? Yeah, we got Christopher's birthday, I believe. Well, his birthday isn't <laughs> in last year. So. No, last year we took him out for uh, for dinner for his birthday and uh-huh. shit like that. Didn't get him a cake, did you? I think we did. I want to say we got him like an ice cream cake or some shit like that. Anyway. No, you got an ice cream cake because Christopher bitched about him not putting it in the freezer. Yeah, well, I got an ice cream cake that they didn't put in the freezer and it fucking melted and all that shit. But when it comes to the dogs, all we're going to do is put a little plate down in front of them. Man, get an ice cream cake. With, well, I like an ice cream cake. Shut your fuck. If you don't like ice cream cake, you're probably I love a ice cream terrorist. cake. That's why I go to kids' parties. It's the only reason I show up and then I leave. But I don't go to grown man's parties hoping to get ice cream cake. Well, maybe if you'd have came, you'd have gotten some ice cream cake. I mean, I don't even know these kids. I just hear there's a party. You stay in the line. You just show get, up. People will give you cake. They think you're just one of those weird kids from school's parents. You just show. <laughs> Which one's yours? None. I'm just here for the cake. I just watch my local Dairy Queen and wait until I see a congregation. <laughs> I always feel so bad for the kids who would have their birthday at like Dairy Queen or McDonald's or some shit when I work there. I'd be like, aw. Why? That's you invite your kid, your friends at school to a party at McDonald's. You were the shit. Uh, yes and no because it, it, there was a little bit of time. I feel like when you were like under ten, that was fine. But as yeah, soon as you got over ten years old, it was like who has a party over for a twelve year old at McDonald's? A few people when I worked at McDonald's brought like twelve and thirteen year old kids, and it was you could just see the look of uh, dissatisfaction on their face as they all Dude, knew that's the skating. That's when you're supposed to have parties at the skating rink. Skating rink, uh, Chuck E. Cheese is acceptable all the way up until no, around no, no, no. I'm going to say between no, ten and thirteen, Chuck E. Cheese no, is acceptable no. because of the video games. No, maybe for our generation, not the current generation. They have better video games at home. Did you ever think the animatronic animals at Chuck E. Cheese were really creepy and shit? Not Chuck E. Cheese. Where was that well, place? Um, it was Chuck E. Cheese. It was also the other place, too. What was the other place called? The mouse. 
I don't know. Showbiz Pizza. Showbiz Pizza. That's Showbiz it. Showbiz Pizza Parlor, actually. <laughs> they actually kept the parlor on there. And it had a big bear instead of a mouse. They did. And they would sing and shit. And they would like... And When you were a kid, that was... For us, it was amazing for no, me. The first time I saw it. I was it. like, this is some bullshit. Well, the first time I saw him perform, I was like, holy shit, dude. These animals like move you and really shit. really wanted to see something cool, I would have taken the skins off of them. Had just the robots up there. <laughs> creepy as fuck. That would have been awesome. Kind of like when you go to a, when you go to Six Flags these days, they have an animatronic uh, cyborg from DC, and like he moves around and like talks and shit. But it's not like Chuck E. Cheese animals or Showbiz Pizza animals. It's like cyborg standing there talking. It's like a real robot and shit. You're like I push it. <laughs> you're like if this, if this thing gets out and just starts like interacting with people, it could kill some people. If I would push it, see if it fell over. <laughs> if it doesn't fall over, I'm going back and get my gun. What? What if you pushed it down and it grabbed you up by the throat and shit? You're like, see saw motor functions. I told you guys. I told you guys. <laughs> see saw motor functions. See saw. You probably haven't watched Westworld. You have no idea. No, I don't watch Westworld. <laughs> sorry. sorry to be anticlimactic, but no, I've never seen. That's it. the end of that clip, I guess, guys. Kenny doesn't watch Westworld. Man, it's the same bullshit they tried to pull in my day. You know, if it ain't that piece of paper, some other choice they're going to try and make for you. You got to do what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do, man. Let me tell you this. The older you do get, the more rules you're going to try to get you to follow. (laughs) You just got to keep living, man. (laughs) L-I-V-I-N. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. So I feel like we can probably go for a little bit longer and get some more shit recorded. Shane, get the fuck out. No, no, we need to get some more shit recorded. Get the fuck out. It's time to record some more stuff. Out.